Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, joined as always by Randy Angston. Hello. Hello. We were just, <laughs> guys, you have no idea. We were just dealing with this, uh, what is that, like a cactus wren woodpecker thing? Yes, just, something. Just, it was just, he wanted to join the podcast. It was tapping on the wall like, a, like it was knocking like this. And we're like, what is that? And then we look out, there's this bird just going to town on, that, on, <laughs> the, that, on, the, wall. on the wall outside, dealing with the wildlife. So anyways, uh, quick announcement. If you are interested in switching your model or need help changing to semi-private training, if you listened to our last podcast episode and you're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, uh, head on over to switch to semiprivate.com. That's our landing page. We'll give you a lot more information in regards to how we do it, our style, and the way we coach uh, gyms to make that big transition to a much more profitable model. We've, we've given you Every scenario, the pros and cons of everything out mm-hmm. there between team training and semi-private training, um, and, and it's all laid out there for you. And you can check it out. Switch to semiprivate.com. Boom. Boom. All right. So this episode is really uh, relevant because it's happening in real time with me. Um, a lot of this is a little story. We're going to tell a little story uh, about the journey. Yeah. Journey. Sit back, put your feet up, <laughs> this is give a, this a listen. This is a good one. So I made a post the other day. I said 90% of the people out there would have thrown the towel in on this project at this point uh, already. And referencing the construction project. Referencing the construction project. So for those of you that don't know, I've uh, gone ahead and bought a four acre parcel about a block, two blocks away from here. And we're building a, a retail, a really high-end retail shopping center. We're going to build a new gym, a two-story gym, indoor, outdoor. It's beautiful. And then we've got 11 retail spaces that's all going on this property. And it's it's really, a it's kind of the next, you know, evolution of, of me and the business and kind of moving down towards investor role. Yep. Like we talk about the four quadrants and stuff. And I've been handed one blow after another, just smacked in the face, kicked in the balls, for months on this thing. And just recently, uh, I've got one of the, one of the bigger smacks. Okay. So let me give you kind of some context here. So in this project, the way it works is you buy land, you hire an architect, you get uh, design drawings from everything from civil and landscape to traffic, to fire, to sewer and water, to, you know, structural engineering to mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, all of that goes into this, into the project. And we're talking everything from the, you know, the masonry and the rebar that goes into each wall to the thickness of the slab, to the heights of the, of the pads based on, you know, the hundred year flood mm-hmm. all the way down to the, the salvageable plants on the property that you have to box and, and, and salvage and relocate at the end of the project. Like there's, all these things that go into it. And none of that's an issue for me. It's just a lot of work and a lot of planning, a lot of meetings, a lot of back and forth. And, you know, and for probably the last eight to nine months, I've done twice or even three day a week meetings with architects 
and engineers and everybody in between. And that's not even talking about the inside of the gym yet. Right. <laughs> There's a whole nother set of meetings that I do for the, you know, with Quaco Black, who's our interior designer. And then the process, you put this project out for bid. Okay. And by bid, I mean, you're, you're going you're gonna to shop around to general contractors to price the project out. And what happens is they get the, the plans, they review them, and then they send them out to what they call their subcontractors. For those of you who don't know, the subcontractors are actually the trades that do the individual work. Mm -hmm. So you have concrete, and you've got masonry, and you've got carpentry, and you've got electrical and plumbing and landscaping, and all these different subcontractors put their, they look at your plans and they say, for me to do this scope of work, it's gonna be X, okay? And in the meantime, we've been pre-approved for a set amount of, of money from the bank to, to do this deal, okay? And so we kind of know the budget and we know, and we've done, I've done a pro forma and I've looked every which way to Sunday on how this project could go up or down, worst case scenario, what's projected rents, you know, revenue, return on investment, my financing needed, money up front, cash flow, all of it's gone in behind the scenes. Like this is me on weekends and nights just typing shit into a spreadsheet and looking and researching and all this stuff. It just happens, right? This is stuff you do. You don't just limp into a, a big investment like, like that. that. Yeah. And with a 504 loan, which is the SBA's uh, loan, there's some there's some requirements. One of them is uh, you have to occupy a certain percentage at 60 percent of the of the buildings. Um, you know they don't want you doing investment properties, and I understand that. That makes a lot of sense. They're not here to finance investments. They're here to finance small business. In which we we cover all the criteria. On top of that, you've got to put in. There's a limit on what that 504 uh, maximum loan value is: five million dollars. Okay, so five million dollars is the maximum they will loan on this style of loan. Now there's a 7A that goes up to I think 10 or 20 million, and there's other ones out there, but this is the one we were in. Okay. Uh, the land has, there's a cost to the land, right? Yep. So this this particular property cost uh, 1.1 million and that's what we went into escrow last August. Uh, <laughs> just, yes, the, just yesterday. Yeah, last 1.1 million. And that, that was what the price went in. And now because of the requirements of SBA, they need permits, they need plans, they need to look at the budgets and all this stuff. And we, we were in the midst of doing all this, but because of COVID, we got delays after delays after delays. And the sellers have been getting impatient. We're getting impatient with us. And so, of course, I needed to close the loan in order to buy the land. And the land was supposed to be in the deal with construction. It was supposed to be a bundled loan, which is the way it's supposed to be done. Well, that didn't happen. The sellers have been upset taking so long. And so they increased the price. And because in this area, that land's now worth 1.5 million. Shocking. And they wanted to push us, push us to 1.5. We fought back and we bought time and we extended escrow and we, you know, all this stuff happened. But you know, push came to shove. They needed to us to close. Well, the loan wasn't anywhere near ready because the pricing wasn't back yet. The permits weren't done. This is all a juggling act. So I had to close on the loan and I had to find a million bucks. Yeah. So I went to my personal network and we found what's called hard money. Well, hard money is basically a private lender, a friend of a friend or whoever it could be. And so there's companies that do hard money. And the, the benefit of doing hard money is it's like, you know, 
you get a check in 48 hours. Well, when you're talking millions of dollars, it's, you know, it's high interest and it's supposed to be a short-term loan. So this loan was 90 days. It's a 90 day loan, which is plenty of time because we were only 30 days from closing on the SBA loan. Mm -hmm. Well, I had to come up with, she came up with 900,000. I came up with the rest and we went to close the sellers off our back. We now own the land. So because we own the land, I was like, well, I don't want to sit on the land. Let's do some work. So we got with uh, the construction company that we were in, been in negotiation with. And by the way, I went out to seven general contractors. I, you know, we bid it out. We, we had pre-construction meetings. I did all the bid reviews. I called every contractor and I went through every single one of these bids to make sure that, you know, they had everything. Yep. Most didn't. It was a lot of work. Oh yeah. Most didn't. And if it's still on the board in the other room, um, my water is still it's still on the uh, the board in the other room. We had all the contractors in there. What they excluded, you know, some people put sales tax in, some people didn't, some people want five percent, some wanted three percent for fees. We invented everybody. Uh, there was a high, there was a low, and then they had construction schedules, and you know, and there was this this kind of like hard deadline that I needed to be in that building by the end of the year, mm -hmm. and because of that, there's a giant tax benefit. Okay, and that's another story, another topic for another day. So hopefully, you're following me. There's a lot going on. Um, long story short, is uh, basically we were over well, 30 days out from closing the loan, uh, so we got the contractor started, and they're out there salvaging the plants because the way the plants work, you got to go box them up, and then you got to like can't touch them, can't touch them for three weeks. <clears throat> and the reason they do that is they need them to not get shocked and they keep them alive and stuff. And then you put them into a, a nursery and you got to water them for the entire project scope duration. So they've got a company that just waters these plants every day. They set up drip systems and stuff. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. Okay, so back to the bid. So the bid was, so we, we went back and we were gonna get finalized pricing with the TI for the gym, with the, all the, you know, all the shells and everything done. That was supposed to be back to me uh, at the end of June. Well, it didn't happen. Okay. And so the time's ticking, ticking, ticking. And we finally got the bid the Friday before 4th of July. So literally a week, week ago. ago. Right. For, yeah. for us. Yeah. 
And I got an email with no call, no nothing, with a price tag on it. And the price of the project is had increased $1.6 million in an email, not, not a call. <clears throat> so a little upset about how it went down. However, I couldn't do anything about it because it was a holiday weekend and oh, we'll see it on Tuesday. And this was Friday. So I, I had to stew on this for the entire weekend. Oh, I'm sure that was emotionally just, you know, you were so happy sitting at 4th of July <clears throat> thinking about this. Yeah. With and no explanation, no, no understanding explain. of, yeah. No, no, no absolute reason why the price increased $1.6 million and priced this out. It priced this out of the loan. Okay. And, and with the loan as, as the, the, the buyer of the property, you have to come up with 10%. So that's, you know, 5 million, it's 500 grand. I have to come up with $500,000 to, to close this loan. That's fine. We've already put in nearly 400 at this point of, of out of pocket to mm-hmm. pay, you know, the architect and fees and, and permits and all that stuff's been happening. So that's not the issue. The issue is now the price of the project's out of range. Mm-hmm. So finally Tuesday comes around and I have to have a call with these guys. And I have to understand what the hell happened in literally from one bit to the next, we're probably four weeks apart. Well, Tim, uh, price of materials has skyrocketed. Concrete's high, steel is high, masonry's high. And granted, we knew all this was happening and we had value engineered some of the higher price points out of the project. We've taken, we had taken some of the steel out and put uh, um, stucco and in, in, in wood in place. And we had done redesign after redesign. It's called yeah. value engineering. And this is all, guys, this is all part of the process when you're in a construction project. Like, do you really need integral color masonry or can we just go gray block and paint it? Yep. Well, yes, you can, but you're looking at maintenance. Is that something I was willing to, to absorb in mm-hmm. the future for a smaller upfront cost? There was things like that. Do we need, uh, you know, this style of wall pack lighting or, or what about this roofing system? Can we go with a single ply or is foam cheaper? Is it three, you know, is it three inch foam? Is the insulation going to be on the roof or underneath with bats? Like all this stuff has been happening. Well, anyways, got the, got the price. It was 1.6 higher, got on call. Materials have gone through the roof and our subcontractors are so busy that we they don't even care to have the project. They're just so busy, they're throwing numbers out and if you, if you take it, they'll do it. And to give you an example, a line item on one of, you know, like concrete, division three concrete went from 154,000 to 368,000. And when, when, they, when they put the 368,000, that was the low bid. So it double, it almost went up 250%. And that was the low They're bid. Low, yeah. He goes, Tim, I had a bid for 660,000 from 150 to one to 660. We're talking five X, four and a half X in, in four weeks. And, and, and I'm like, this is blowing my mind. And, yeah. they, and of course, they're telling me this is unprecedented times. This is crazy. Everybody's so busy, materials so high and all these excuses. And I said, look, guys, I can't do the project. And, you know, just to be transparent, I need to find somebody else to do this. So I, I went out and I immediately called some of my old friends in the construction industry, guys I worked with 12 years ago. I hadn't talked to them in 12 years. I call them up and they answer the phone and we had a great conversation. A lot of these guys have now owned their own construction companies. Mm-hmm. These are guys that we were in the field together and they sprung into action. And not only did my estimator jump on board and, and this other GC, these are guys, guys, so you understand, I haven't talked to these guys in person or on the phone or even on Facebook in 12 years. 
the fact that they had the same phone number was crazy. <laughs> right. But uh, what was really cool and something that really hit me was, man, for somebody to, to jump into action and put everything on pause to help me from a relationship I had 12 years ago, that's not something that's very normal in, norm, yeah. in today's environment. Yeah. And I was talking to Erin about this and she's like, yeah, today <clears throat> with social media, there's no deeper relationships out there. We have a great relationship. Yep. Well, this is the, the kind of relationship that I had with those guys back then. But I don't think the kids today, the people out there have the deeper relationships that you can just call on an old buddy that you used to work with and you, you whatever we did, you don't realize it's happening, but back then we just got along and everything was great. And when I had his back, he had mine. And, yeah. and now here we are 12. It's like if you're in the military with somebody. The brotherhood. The brotherhood. Right? It's a, yeah. If you're a football team with somebody. Team, yep. And it's amazing. And I, and I don't really think that type of, I mean, I'm sure there's one-offs, but like in, in, in general, I'm not sure people are having those deeper relationships. Oh, today. you know what we do? We call mastermind groups. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, we do. I mean, they, they exist, but yeah, you, it, the entrepreneurial life is, we talk about it all the time. It feels like you're on an island, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not intentionally putting yourself around individuals like that, I mean, I guarantee that there's people in our, our business network, you know, that no matter what we would answer, they would answer the phone to go to, go to work with us. And it, it's a two way street. And I think a lot of it is the, the way that we present ourselves, me, you know, carries weight as well. Not right? burning people, a bridge. Exactly. Right. That, the, the fact that that gentleman, after 12 years, picked up the phone, was willing to go to work for, with you, yeah. spoke volumes on the way that you guys operated then, right? It's pretty cool. I imagine. It made me feel really good. And it was just, it just <clears throat> kind of reminded me of like when a coach leaves your gym and the some leave very gracefully and am, amicably or whatever that word is, <laughs> and some burn the bridge and they try yeah. to steal clients. Like that's going to bite them down the road. Sometimes somewhere that karma life is going to hit them. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, in one of the groups I'm in, one of the, the questions that came up is like, when you have a trainer give their two weeks, do you just escort them out right there on the spot? Or do you let them do the two weeks? And, and one of our, one of the responses I have, she said, I had this happen twice recently. One, I kicked them out that same day. And the other one we stay, he stayed for 30 days. And it was because how they handle how they it. handle it. Sure. Isn't that interesting? Absolutely. I mean, we see it. I had another friend that just left a job and she was committed, committed. And this was actually just the opposite. I mean, she was a diehard employee to this organization that never it was never reciprocated. And so even in her two weeks um, at the end of her two weeks, she wanted like the last weekend or something to go because a, a family member passed in her two weeks. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't even give her the, the time off. So at that point, she was like, well, guys, let's be honest here. You think I'm going to be here on Monday? On Monday? No. When you're, yeah, no. Well, this was, this was the end of her two weeks. And they're like, no, you're going to see out your two weeks. Wow. Wow. After, I mean. It's interesting. Yeah. But it's the dynamic between the, the relationship of both parties, right? It's finicky. People, when I don't, I've had probably one of my first mentors, coaches, probably first boss taught me never to burn bridges. Never, because you never under, you never know. It's the older, wiser folks that tell you that 100%. because, you know, today in today's world, I feel like it's all about me, 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 it, you know, get it when you can and all this stuff. So like these subcontractors, I was just telling the GC, like the concrete guy, he said, this guy gave me a $660,000 bid on the concrete and I called him up. This is the general calling the subcontractor. I'm like, are you absolutely crazy? Yeah. And the guy's like, well, we're busy. If you want us to do it, it'll be that. And I'm and I told the GC, I'm like, this guy doesn't understand 
relationships because he's burning the bridge with you and you've been feeding him for the last 10 years. Like what happens? This ain't going to last forever. In a year from now, he's going to be begging you for work and he's jamming you right now. And he's like, yes, I know. And it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to that. But long and short of it is I got these new guys on board and we're going to town and they need two weeks to put their pricing together because they've got their own batch of subs that they need to get the pricing from. And then I've got my internal, uh, you know, estimator and we're going to lay it all on the table. Open book. What is it? And we'll make a decision then. Well, that's a kick in the balls because we were literally one, one last budget away from going to contract two weeks from loan closing. Well, guess what? Today I get a call from my broker, my, my lender. Well, Tim, you know, Compass Bank, we're all pre-approved. Everything is good to go. And guess what? Well, we got bought out by a bigger bank. And, you know, now your file is basically zeroed out. They're not carrying over any, any of the files and we've got to re- reapply. And I'm like, wait a minute, are you kidding me? Like, how long does it take to get a bank merger to happen? It's got to be years. This doesn't happen in a day. And it all ends on the same time that we need to close our loan. And so I'm getting kicked in the face and slapped and pushed. And I put this out there, like 90% would would fold up. Like, I, I... and, and there's a piece of me that says, yes, like this isn't, something's wrong. Like the universe is telling you, they this ain't right. Yeah. But then immediately I call my current bank. They want the, they want the loan package. Uh, a, one of our members heard the story. He's introducing me to a president of another bank, a local bank. Boom, boom. Like, okay, so wait a minute. Half of me is saying, this is part of the process. It ain't easy. You're going to, this is a challenge God's challenging you to see how you react in these situations. Are you going to just fold up and be a little bitch or are you going to go find solutions to, to, to the problem? And because the solutions are happening so quickly, that's telling me that this, this is part of the process. It's just, you know, it ain't easy and you're going to like, I wish it was smoother, but the craziest thing about all of this is everything that happens isn't normal. Like COVID and delays on the city, that's not normal. No. The bank getting merged into another <laughs> bank weeks before we're closing our loan, that's not normal. Prices going up four and five X, that's not normal. And so it's funny, but it's not fun. It's not funny at all, but it's ironic how it's all kind of happening. But then we got solutions immediately. Like I don't sit, I'm not sitting on like, and woe is me. Like, what are we doing this? Are we going to mm-hmm. find solutions or are we going to just sit here? And the reason I want to do this this podcast this way is to let you know it's not all rainbows and butterflies, especially when you get into the projects at this scale with a lot of moving parts. But you mentioned that that, that diagram of yeah. the guys. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, I mean we've all, we've I'm sure you've all seen it, right? It's the the battle of the entrepreneur. It's the two guys moving left to right, and they're digging underground. And there's a pile of diamonds on the right, and the one guy is, um, you know, he's right there. And right, like one more swing and he's oh, yeah. turning the other direction. He's gone back. Right. But the other guy's just chugging away and he's, he's consistent and he's going to get the diamonds, but that's the way that it works. Right. You're, you're presented with the, the beast or bitch up moment. Right. And you're, the choice is yours. Which direction you go. You're faced with adversity. That's another thing that's come up lately is, is when something happens, why are, why is it that we always put the thing off that we don't want to do till the end of the week? Like when, when problems happen like this, like address them right away. Yeah. Like the time that you spend dwelling on 
issues. The problem gets the, bigger. It, yeah. I mean, mentally. the way you, you can't exact mentally, you can't address the other things in front of you because this dark cloud is consuming you that it's affecting every single thought that you have all week, as opposed to knock that one out of the way, get it done and then move into the other things that you need to get done. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something right here. Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Here it is. So here it is. At 4.38 p.m., I got that email with the price increase. 4.38 on Friday. Friday. Oh. I made the call at 5.26 to Cedric. There you go. Wasn't even an hour. I had already found a solution to the problem. Yeah, that tells you right there. Oh, he didn't answer. He called me one minute later. <laughs> yeah, so 527. He, he, I left a voicemail and he called me right back. But yeah, I mean- Guys, that right there, like I'm, I'm just to drive that point. That right there, problem solution, moving into solution mode, f- sourcing the solution that you need in order to move forward. That is the biggest differentiator that you as an entrepreneur can can make that shift from being reactionary to proactive from but staying in action. I mean, we incentivize people that work with us to take action. I mean, we are such big believers that when stuff like that comes up, run at it, figure it out because that's what that's what our job is. Mm-hmm. That's what the it's not just when it's fun. You know what I mean? Like all of the risk and reward of that entire project is literally in that e- like yeah. you could have just Close the laptop and figure it out Monday, oh, but wow. one hour, one hour, not even an hour. It's fifty-two minutes in a in a Fourth of July holiday. You guys are going into the weekend on a normal weekend, you know, coasting. Let alone you know, faced with something like that. He could Tim could have literally thrown his feet up and just said, you know what, I'll figure it out next week. Oh hell no! But I was he, pissed. But exa- yeah, but you probably wouldn't have found the solutions that you did. Yeah, yeah. had you put it off. To- I wouldn't have. I was in super uh, like thinker mode mm-hmm. when it happened. Back against the wall, right? Fight your way out. And, and so there's a lot of things that that tell me that this is the right thing because like the dude the dude had the same phone number. <laughs> like how does how it's divine intervention? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then he didn't know it was me when mm-hmm. I left the voice because he didn't have because I had like five phone numbers since then. But he had the same one. So when he when he got the call, he didn't know it was me. Mm-hmm. But he called you back when I left the voicemail, and he's like, "Yeah, I called you back because it was you." And I was like, "Awesome!" So, so we've got that solution, and, and it's funny because it's like one, one week ago. Well, this may be like even ten days ago. We were going into the final step of the whole thing. Now we're starting from scratch. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I'm starting. Yeah, granted, the, the pro like I owe them money for that sure the work they've done and i'm not and i told him that i said hey i'm i'm you know look even if we switch i owe you for the work you've done that's no no questions that's the way it is and they believe it or not they said i think it's a good idea to get another gc involved (laughs) they said i I, we don't we don't know what's happening either i would love to to get this priced out just for at least he goes if i were in your shoes i think that was what i would do smart 
And that, you know, that could be, you know, that's an intelligent business owner talking to a business yeah, owner or yeah. somebody who sees eye to eye because he's feeling some of that pain too, right? The GCs that he has, or excuse me, the sub, subs that he's got are hurting him and putting him in a position to lose your business. Yes. And exactly that's a conversation, like you said earlier, like that, oh, when he, then that contract came, or that uh, estimate came back at 600. Dude, uh, that alone is a slap in the face to the work that he's done with that GC. And he's on, that contractor is on two projects right now, pouring concrete for this GC. And he's like, yeah, if, well, we're busy. So, and, and I, and, and Jay, who's this guy's name, the, the general contractor, he said like, I'm calling you with egg on my face. I'm presenting you with some bullshit here that, you know, we had an agreement. You kind of were expecting this and we're throwing this at you. And I know the position you're in. Uh, you know, and it won't last forever. And this is just part of the process. I think I th it, it may be, a, I mean, we can go deep into the politics and the inflation that's going on right now. I mean, there's, there's so much money pushed into the economy that it really truly has devalued the dollar. The dollar self, sure. So that, but, but that for it to happen in four weeks is not, no, that, no, that's no, no, not no. normal either. No. So the, so these guys are so busy that they could just throw a number out and they don't care if they get it, but if they do great, it's, you know, the, the general contractor said, Tim, for this, the price you're paying on the steel of this building, you can build four buildings last year. Yeah. Like you're paying four times. I'm going through the same thing with the, my tiny little project on my street. Like I got to do redo a fence and I'm talking three X the normal cost of building a fence. And so is that the result of inflation? Uh, maybe, but I don't think it happens that fast. I no. think it's over years. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know economics like that like that's the the federal reserve and all i don't know all that that quickly i don't know i don't think anything could do could and, make that shift and like for lumber for example and guys this has not i know this is a gym podcast but this is business this is business podcast lumber went up 1400 percent, and the fact that it's come down 40 percent is a drop in the bucket yeah it's a drop in the bucket it's still double triple three times what it cost a year ago today and there's a lot of reasons for that. And I can tell you that, you know, we probably shouldn't talk about them on this, <laughs> on this uh, podcast because we'll lose half the audience, but that's the reality of a real world. What's happening today trickled down to a real thing and numbers on a piece of paper. That's Some, where we're at. something I want to draw attention to that. I don't know if you, oh, I'm sure you've, you realize it because we discussed it, but for the listeners and everybody, there's value in your network. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Massive. Was it Jim Brown that said your net worth is equals your net worth? Okay. Your, your net worth equals your net work? That's correct. Um, it was him or Zigger, you know, one of those greats. But they, uh, it's the truth of it. One thing that I've always taken pride in is the fact that I I might not be able to have the answer for you, but I can solve, I mean, I can um, source the answer for you. I can, you know what I mean? From, There's power from in the that. People, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, people joke about the, like, um, you know, the, who is it? Graham Bell that inv invented the phone. Alexander. Alexander Graham Bell. Yes. Versus um, Edison, you know, that connect, created the connection, right? One of them died with one, you know, net worth. The other one went massively because mm -hmm. he created the ability to to utilize that across, you know, other people. But the, the, if you didn't have the relationships that you had then, yeah. you, not, you know, okay, there's something to be said that was in a similar industry. Sure. You know, yeah. sure, there's benefit there. But- the the other gentleman that you that you know that's sourcing some of these 
f- solutions for you. I didn't know. I didn't know him a year ago. Exactly yeah. right. But the way that you guys have gone into, um, you know, the way that you've communicated, the relationship that you guys have built, the tr- like, trust, and respect that goes back and forth there. Certain individuals, when you surround yourself with people that are like minded, that are out for us, you know, to see other people win, they're the ones that source solutions like this. Yes. You know, if you're spending your time around those Debbie Downers and the people that just, I mean, how many people do you know that don't, in our lives that just wouldn't have anything to say, but damn, that sucks? A bunch. A bunch. You know what I mean? Man, Tim, I'm really sorry to hear that. That's yeah, true. You know what I mean? It's true. And they have no nothing they can do to they're, offer to they help. They provide no value in that. And and you, it's tough as, a, as friends in business, but the relationships that you can create serve so much to your potential, That's very what true. you can do. And I, th- I think that there's there's massive value in that. So don't let that, you know, you li- you guys listening, don't let that stuff just go fall in deaf ears because it's, it's, it's the make or break of this entire project. Yeah, I'm out a lot of money. If, I, yeah. if this doesn't go. So uh, obviously I've got motivation to get it. I'm already invested in it, but there, I could cut losses. I could yeah, cut absolutely. losses. I mean, it happens all the time. And could cut losses. Um, yeah. And, and it's part of it, but, but yes, this, this episode was to t- like to give you an inside scoop of what really is going on in an entrepreneur. Like this is the real story and you, you, you're all listening. You're all business owners. You're all entrepreneurs. You get it. Um, but this was just, some of the wackiest things that kept piling up and they just keep piling up for now. And it's like, I could, I could go one or two ways. I could, you know, like I said, a piece of me says, this is the universe telling you something. And the other side is, this is your challenge. Are you going to step up? Time to, time fig- to buck up? Yeah. Are you going to figure what, this out? You, uh, chin straps on, right? Strap up strap your chin. <laughs> yeah, ch- strap your chin straps on, put your helmets on. Let's go. Um, when you were saying Alexander Graham Bell, totally off topic, the funniest Chuck Norris joke I've ever heard <laughs> is when Alexander Graham Bell invented this, the phone, he had two missed calls from <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Have you seen the, yeah. there's a great uh, video going around. I think it's him and Bruce Lee right now. Yeah. Have you seen that one going around? Because uh, they're in a, I can't remember what movie it is, but it's an old like fight scene. Yeah, they fight each other yeah. in a movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that same fight scene, they then dubbed to like, 70s, you know, probably no, like adult films. When they take off their geese, it is a completely different connotation. So, yeah, I'll send a fight in that one. You guys listening, you have to see that one because it's it changes the way you'll ever look at those two guys. (laughs) At least we could have some humor and uh, with all the shit going on, but yeah, anyways, I figured I'd throw that out. You really, the lesson and the takeaway is too your network is, is a big, you know is a big piece of your life. Treat them right. Treat your relationships right. You never know. You never know when you're going to need them. If you're a trainer, don't burn those bridges to those gym owners that have built their business to, you know, around you. And, and then you leave. Don't, just don't do that. Like that's, I, I mean, you always hear from the older, wiser people, but it's like in real time, this is, this is what's happening. So the, the relationships I had 12 years ago are, are, are coming back around the relationship I had with the new guy. He, he you know, he's like, I'm actually on a call with him at 6.30 tomorrow morning with a new GC, and he's like, let's have lunch with the bank president on Wednesday. Cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. Thank Sounds you. good. Yeah. No, thank Appreciate it. It's, that's, that's crazy. So that's, that's the first one. And then the second one, the shit ain't easy. Okay? Nothing's easy. If this was easy, everybody would do it. There's a reason why one fraction of a percent of, of all people out there are, are entrepreneurs 
we're different. The go listen to the you're not normal yeah. uh, episode. It just you're just different. It's just a different breed. And like I said, you could you could either find solutions and take action. That's the other takeaway. Take action immediately. Like I said, 57 minutes or whatever it was after I got that email, I'm already sourcing a new solution and we found it. Or the problem just gets bigger. Yep. It gets bigger in your head and then it's just you can't overcome it. So the pro- as soon as you're presented with the problem, I think that's about as small as it's going to get. And the longer it takes for you to take action, the bigger problem it is. Think about your business for a second. If you've been needing a business coach, this is totally, it's not a pitch, but like if you've been facing the same problem, maybe if you, you, you know, the sooner you attack it, the bigger, like it doesn't get too big, right? Like I, I, it's so big. I'm so invested in this model. I can't change it now. I'm so invested in my body. I can't change the wellness living now. The problem gets too big. You can't solve it without ultra work. Well, yeah. I mean, think, I had this conversation with one of our coaching clients just about um, uh, client management software. You know, they don't have a ton of clients right now. The billing and things like that are happening on his, you know, on his plate and somewhat manual. Yeah. And he's like, you know, well, at what point, you know, is the, is the tipping point where I should go invest in something like that? I go ASAP, in my opinion. It's a small. It's a fun, yeah, I go, you know, because here's the thing. You've got X number of clients to do that with right now. Right. Changing those processes suck. You've done it. We've talked mm-hmm. about that on the podcast. Like, um, you know, so we can make that pull that bandaid off right now with the, the little bit of them. Well, we could, you know, wait until all the systems in the business and now you've got twice the clientele. And do you want to go have that conversation with all of them? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to just do it right now? Yep, that's easy. And so that, but that is, it's action. It's, it's the employee that you've been wanting to get rid of. And it just, and now it's like, how do I do this? And, you, and now it's a big, bigger problem. You get, you know, fire fast or whatever. But that's it, guys. I wanted you to hear the story because a lot of the inner circle, the iron circle, our iron circle know the story. I wanted to share it with you. It just, it was relevant. It made sense. And hopefully you guys, uh, you know, get some value somewhere out of this, but I wanted to share my story with you guys. I'll keep you updated. I promised I would. I mean, I, I haven't done much because there's not, but it hasn't, <laughs> hasn't been much good to talk about. I do have amazing design and I've got, uh, uh the gym's going to be amazing once it's done, but, and we will, we will find a way to get it done. But, uh, until next time, episode guys take that run with it keep changing lives see you bye thanks so much for listening to the built to grow podcast where we help gym owners win now do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online all you have to do to join our private facebook group business talk with fitness professionals right now is to head on over to facebook type in business talk with fitness professionals and when you join we're going to give you access to our 10 strategies seven figure gym owners use to win All right. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great.